Support for NoCo FM comes from our listeners on Patreon and from Open Stage Theater and Company, presenting Men on Boats by Jacqueline Backhouse, directed by Denise Burson Freestone, playing January 18th to February 15th, 2020 at the Lincoln Center Magnolia Theater in Fort Collins. Tickets and more information available at OpenStage.com. Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NoCo FM. Brothers, sisters, and non-gendered siblings, welcome, welcome, one and all, to a belated New Year's edition of Corbin vs. the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and more importantly, today, welcome you, top hat, overalls, Willy Wonka outfits, song and dance style, to the 2020 experience. We made it, baby. As Justin Timberlake foretold, we have hit the 2020s. What an exciting time to be alive. I hope all of you had a very safe New Year's night. I know I did. I strategically stayed home, as I always do on holidays that are just excuses to drink. I stayed in and I participated in my favorite annual New Year's holiday, which is watching Anderson Cooper get bomb-ass wrecked on live TV. If you haven't watched CNN's Rockin' New Year's Countdown, I definitely suggest you do so next year. I definitely recommend checking out any end-of-the-year New Year's countdown specials because they're always just warped, manic, timeless, surreal trips through Hollywood hell where you're just pulling names out of bags. It's like, here's Shaquille O'Neal talking about his DJ set, and now here's Lindsay Lohan from Dubai, and now let's cut back to Anderson Cooper, who's on his fifth shot of Jägermeister, and it's just a rip-rocking good time, and I'm sure that Dick Clark would definitely appreciate it if he were still around today. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. One thing I do know for sure, though, is that now I definitely, definitely, definitely want a weekly primetime show dedicated to watching Anderson Cooper get wasted on TV. And if not Anderson, if that's too taxing for him, which I certainly understand, then we can just get a rotating celebrity cast because I think that that would be really great. You could do it Hot One style. You could have a dedicated host. Maybe get the Hot Ones guy. Maybe you could get Jimmy Fallon. I'm sure he'd jump at the chance for something like this. But then, you know, they just take shot after shot, like every five or ten minutes. Or, you know, if they're not shots, you know, they can drink a nice glass of wine or something. I don't know. I don't know. But the whole idea is that you hold the interview, and then by the end of it, they're a stumbling, slurring mess. And then by the time they leave the shoot, they can do something fucked up that the paparazzi will watch them for, and then it just benefits everybody. It's good for everybody's career. So that is my soft pitch for 2020, my first one at least for any uh, TV executives that are listening. I know that I am a fountainhead of beautiful, trashy ideas. And speaking of trashy ideas, I also want to very quick while I have this soapbox available to me, I want to dismiss the notion that we have not yet entered a new decade because that's apparently some dumb shit argument that we're in currently. Our first dumb argument of 2020, I might add, officially in the ledger that I keep at home under my bed. There is some contention over whether we have actually entered a new decade or not, the logic being that the first year in our calendar is 1 AD. That means, logically, that a decade would take place over a course from 1 to 10. So logically, I see how that argument makes sense. However, we first need to acknowledge that time is fake. Therefore, any logical argument is like fighting over quicksand. So let's introduce that notion first and foremost. Secondly, we need to think about the colloquial understanding of this. We are in the 2020s. 2020, that means denotes a new decade. You mean to tell me by this logic then that 2030 should be included colloquially in the 2020s? No, sir. I do not agree with that premise one bit. Therefore, I contend that it is false and you are dumb 
and we should stop arguing about it and accept the fact that we are now in the 2020 experience. And as such, I will only be listening to the Justin Timberlake album throughout the entire year because that is what he would have wanted. And I will instead uh, subject my army of interns instead to finding all of the music for this show. It's okay. It's good job experience for them. I promise. Anyway, here's some of that music that they picked out. Or I picked out. One of us picked it out. This is Otherkin, and their song, All That Remains, Won't Be The Same.
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World and the 2020 Experience. You just got done hearing the band Otherkin and their song All That Remains Won't Be the Same. Next, we had the Estrons, E-S-T-R-O-N-S, and their song I'm Not Your Girl. And finally, we had Vaunt and his song Mary Don't Mind. And I thought I'd open up this year with some rip-rockin' tunes in honor of Billboard's Top 50 list of top rock songs of the 2010s that they released a few days ago just to remind everyone just how unbelievably lame we've been the last 10 years. I'm sure most of you have seen it by now, but just as a quick refresher, the top three songs of the 2010s, according to Billboard, by purchase and streaming numbers, were by Imagine Dragons. Great job, white people. You dropped the ball again. Three songs by Imagine Dragons. We've got a song by the Lumineers, that Ho Hey song that basically converted everything into Mumford and Sons core for like two years, which already puts a dark mark on this past musical decade. You have that song. You have the Portugal the Man song, which is pretty cool. I feel like a lot of people are kind of forgetting that it's kind of dope that Portugal the Man placed on that list. I think that high school hipster me would be very psyched to, to hear that. And then inexplicably, you also have three songs by the group 21 Pilots, which to my knowledge, I don't understand how that falls within the jurisdiction of rock exactly. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I futzed with Vessel, I really liked it, but I, I just don't understand why we're inviting them to, to the rock and roll party necessarily. I, I don't understand how they come up with their definitions. And so, of course, there's a lot of outrage about this list, understandably so. I'd be mad too if I looked at 10 years of achievements and saw three Imagine Dragons songs. The thing is, though, I'm, I'm going to show a little bit of personal growth. Going into this new year, I'm going to show a little bit of personal growth and I'm going to resist my impulse to dunk on Imagine Dragons, even though it is my favorite itch to scratch in the history of itches. So, I understand it's kind of lame. However, I need us all to think back, those of us with our goldfish pop culture memories, I want you all to think back on the previous decade and I want to know where our paragon of values stand because by my eye, by my research, I was seeing a lot of Nickelback, a lot of Linkin Park, rest in peace Chester Bennington, but still friggin' fraggin' Linkin Park, Nickelback, three doors down, butt rock, butt rock, butt rock, and my friends... Let he who is not without sin throw the first stone. That is what I have to say to that. I understand I'm as mad about you guys are about having imagined dragons to look at, but let's think. Let's think about moving forward. Let's think about moving into this new decade with new vigor to create dope rock music, to take Greta Van Vliet and throw them into a volcano. And that's the note that we start the year on. Huh? Am I right? I know Greta Van Vliet wasn't on that list at all, but I was just anticipating them being on the next one. Anyway, we've been talking about traditional rock music a little bit, so let's get a little bit weird, shall we? This next song is by Eve's Tumor, such a great name, and this is their song, Licking an Orchid. Too close. 
Mother Russia in my cup, and my glass is fogging up. Oh yeah, hey dog, hey what's up? Oh yeah, hey dog, hey what's up? When the sweaty walls are banging, I don't fuck with family planning. Make it rain, girl, make it rain, 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 make it rain, girl. Welcome back to Corbin versus the world. You just got done hearing Licking an Orchid by Eve's Tumor, followed up by Worth It by Smurz. And finally, we had Yeji and her song Rain Girl. And now that we're back, let's all listeners, one and all, collectively agree that we need to be arresting more white supremacists in 2020. I think we can all unite around this idea. I had such a great time doing it last year, and I think that we should do some more of it this year. Let's keep the tradition alive. And we're already off to a great start. I'm happy to report there was a man by the name of Augustus Sol Invictus. Augustus Sol Invictus. That is not his birth name, believe it or not. He was arrested in Florida on several outstanding charges, including kidnapping and burglary. Fun. But he is notable for a couple reasons, actually, other than his ridiculous name, which, sidebar, I know that the stereotype is to to be concerned about the people who have the unhealthy fascination with Nazi Germany and all that imagery, but I honestly think that the people to really be leery about are the ones who are obsessed with Roman history. Uh, because those tend to be the real weirdos. Also, if you've seen any recent pictures, just on a related note, if you've seen any pictures of Mark Zuckerberg lately and you've wondered what the hell is going on with his haircut, that is actually inspired by the Romans, according to him. It was reportedly the haircut that Julius Caesar had. So that's your weird, true explanation behind that. So thesis statement based on those two samples, please be wary of anyone obsessed 
with Roman history. So Augustus Sol Invictus, he was a speaker at the infamous Unite the Right rally that ended in the tragic death of Heather Heyer in a domestic terrorist event. He was one of the speakers at said rally. And that alone wouldn't be notable enough for for me to really talk about him. What is notable is that even before this rally, he was actually a candidate for Senate. A man named Augustus Sol Invictus was candidate for Senate for Marco Rubio's vacated seat back in 2015. He ran as the libertarian candidate Uh, Which, again, sidebar, I am giving serious thought to officially joining the Libertarian Party because I cannot even begin to imagine what an insane Jerry Springer gangbang those insane rallies must look like if these are the candidates that they're putting forward. But when he ran when he ran for for Senate in 2015, he said openly that he was a practitioner of Thelema, which is the occult beliefs led by Aleister Crowley, which if you're into the whole Rolling Stones mythology, that might give you a cool nerd boner over that. Uh, But he was actually devoted to this ideology and even reportedly drank the blood of a goat as part of a mystic two-week ritual in which he walked on foot from Texas to California, which I know that we've all done at some point in our self-discovery lives, right? That's a normal thing that normal people do. But anyway, he's in jail now, which is good. That means that society is apparently doing at least one thing, right? And also, take this as a lesson, those of you listening at home, don't ever be discouraged by any insane thing that you've ever done in the past, because no matter what, at the end of the day, no matter how bad you might have screwed up your life, you can probably still run as a libertarian candidate somewhere. So know that that is always an option, no matter where you are in life. And I think that that's an inspiring note of self-help that I can give you going into this year. We'll go ahead and count that, right? That's enough about Augustus Sol Invictus. That's the last time I say his name, even though it is really fun to say. Here's some more tunes. This is Harlem Shakes.
Welcome back to Corbin versus the world as we try and ease you oh so slowly into the first dance steps of 2020. You just got done listening to Niagara Falls by Harlem Shakes, followed up by Badonka Donkey by Born Ruffians, and finally we had Arms Tonight by Mother Mother. Those are a few songs that are very near and dear to my heart. They go back to my college years. I listen to those a lot. I always get a little nostalgic when we're between years. I always kind of consider the first couple weeks of a new year kind of like a a time indiscriminate gray area between years. So I still kind of consider us in limbo, even when we are on the cusp of a new decade. So I always like to go back and revisit songs of yesteryear. But now, friendos, now is the time in which we wrap up this lovely show, and I truly hope that we have started this year off on a good note for you. A lot of cool, exciting things that we are planning for this show. I am hoping to be expanding into YouTube oh so very soon, so that way I can invade your eyes and your ears at the same time. So updates on that as we go along. Also make sure to check out our website at CorbinVersusTheWorld.com and to also follow me on Instagram at CorbinVersusTheWorld and also, also check out our stream on NocoFM, N-O-C-O dot F-M as we keep you abreast of all the wonderful happenings as we develop through this year. And so as our final set of songs, we're going to have a little bit of a tribute going on. We're going to end on a little bit of a melancholy note. I was very saddened a few days ago to read that Neil Innes, who was a collaborator with Monty Python, very important comedy group for young Corbin, uh, he played Sir Robin's minstrel in uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail, who sang all the songs about how Sir Robin was such a chicken shit. Uh, but he was a very accomplished musician and comedian in his own right. He started the Bonzo Dog Band. He was a founding member of that, which was a huge influence actually before Monty Python started. They were a huge influence on Monty Python. And he also went on to be a collaborator with Eric Idle, a member of Monty Python. And they made a very funny mockumentary called The Ruddles, which is a parody of the Beatles. And it was essentially kind of like a Dewey Cox of its day where, you know, it, it went through and satirized the entire career of the Beatles. And uh, Neil Innes played the John Lennon role very, very well. And it's such a funny film. And I obviously will be revisiting it given the sad, sad contemporary news. And I hope that you guys go and discover it as well, because the music is actually really good in it as well. It's like the best Beatles knockoff. I can't believe it's not Beatles music I've heard. So on that note, the last few songs will be a tribute to Neil Innes. We've got a song from uh, one of his last solo albums, uh, his song I'm the Urban Spaceman from the Bonzo Dog Band, and also one of his songs from the Ruddles soundtrack. So I know technically I'm playing an artist three times in a row, but if Neil has a problem with it, then he can come back to life and stop me. So that is the spirit that I am putting forth into 2020. I hope that all of you go passionately into this next year with all of the exciting things that it holds. My name is Corbin David Alba. I will catch you next week. Appreciate you.
Time goes by as we all know naturally. People come and people go naturally. Let's be natural. This has been a production of NOCO FM.